0: are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode 35. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over-drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. So this week we are talking about self-belief such a yummy topic. Now, as you know, on my podcast, I give tips and techniques and mindset shifts that help you achieve freedom around alcohol. And I say very openly, it's no walk in the park to change your relationship with alcohol, not at all. And not least because when you start doing this, you really actively start working on this. What you probably will find, what a lot of my clients find, is that all these doubts will come up about you and yourself and Are you doing the right thing? Are you doing it right? Is this going to work? Are you wasting your time? Are you just making it worse for yourself? All this stuff comes up. So today I want to build on that and talk about self-belief and the five ways to get it back if you feel it's lacking. Now I want to say up front, this is not about being selfish. I've covered on the podcast before the importance of treating yourself as the most important person, right? This is very much like when you get on an aeroplane and they say, put your own uh, life vest on before you help others. You need to be really looking after yourself first. But today, what it's really about, this self-belief I want to talk about is really about self-regard, right? For doing what you think is right and putting yourself in the place where you do that from a place of love, not from a place of obligation and not from a place of, you know, sort of a, a graspiness, but because you're doing what's right for you from a position of love and self-regard. Okay, firstly, let's talk about what self-belief is. Well, it's an emotion. It's the ability to trust yourself. And this can show up in a number of different ways. It can be, for instance, knowing that you will do what you said you'll do. Right? You'll follow through on your plans, whether that's to yourself or whether that's for other people. Self-belief is about taking care of yourself and recognising the importance of that. It's also about being responsible and doing the responsible and useful thing for yourself, even when you don't feel like it. Now, that's all of these things. This is very different from saying you'll do something and then hoping you'll follow through. Or saying you're going to try to follow through. An old boss of mine used to say, hope is not a strategy. Which actually stuck stuck with me there. That's not to say that hope isn't you know, a good thing to have. But certainly relying on hope and relying on trying is a very different place than... You're saying you're going to do something because you believe that you will believe in yourself. So how many of us have done that? right? I used to do this all the time. I'd agree to do something. And this happened especially for someone else when it was difficult to say no. And at the time of saying I do it, I kind of already knew it wasn't going to happen. You know, and if the deliverable thing, you know, was, was off in the distance, and probably even less likely that, you know, there was, there was, I was leaving a chink in the door, let's say, chink between the curtains that it might, this might not happen. It's a bit like crossing your fingers. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe you'll do the thing, get round to doing the thing. Maybe you won't. Hoping you'll be able to say no to the drink. But kind of almost expecting yourself not to, and that would be because of all the times before when you've given in. So you kind of expect yourself not to be able to do this because you have set a precedent for yourself, a story that that's what you do in that situation. Now, in all of these cases, when we're talking about hoping, we're talking about trying. We're you know, you're leaving room for actually self-doubt, which is the opposite I would offer to self-belief. Because think about this. If you can't rely on yourself, if you can't count on yourself, you're going to feel insecure. You're going to feel at the effect of yourself and the effect, at the effect of your life instead of being in charge and being fully, feeling fully in control of yourself. So in a nutshell, having self-belief, I like to think, is about having your own back, come what may. Right? So ask yourself honestly, Do you really back yourself 100%? So whether you trust yourself or not, how that shows up is it's gonna come down to what you think of yourself. Not what you would admit to others or even what you say about yourself, but what you really, honestly, truly think of yourself. So that's a really good place to start. I suggest you journal on this. So grab your journal or even just a blank piece of paper and at the top, Put the question, what do I think about myself? And then write whatever comes to you. You don't have to constrain yourself to drinking, right? I would argue that the way one you do one thing is the way you do everything. So just write it down. What do you think about yourself? Write whatever comes up and think of it this way. You don't have to show this to anyone. You can throw this in the bin, you can rip it into tiny shreds and never, you know, have to look at it again but it can be really illuminating to see. this is you sort of holding a mirror up to yourself, your true thoughts. And it's so important because this is the energy behind your own self-belief, of what generates it or what will deplete it. Because how we feel about ourselves, right, if we're feeling a sense of self-belief, that comes from how we think about ourselves, which is what you're seeing on the sheet of paper in front of you there. A person with self-belief is going to think they are capable, worthy, certain maybe, and calm. They're going to think they are strong and competent. Now, listen, I didn't say there that they're expert. That's kind of irrelevant here. But being able to back yourself to just do what needs to get done. This isn't a case of proving something. It's really important. There's no box to check. Yep here's self-belief exploring this isn't about saying that you're better than anyone else right you're more competent than anyone else none none of us are none of that comes into play what we're talking about here with self-belief is it's an emotion a feeling a way of being and here's the thing I meet many people who say they commit to themselves they back themselves to follow through and they have experience of doing this in many many areas in their life except when it comes to alcohol and they're totally stumped by this. In fact, I was interacting with somebody this morning on a message board about this same this this topic. So if you do this exercise about how you view yourself with your self-belief, any of the, what I call the positive stuff that comes up, I mean, where you are able to back yourself, where you do know you fully commit, where you can trust yourself to follow through, That's gonna be evidence in the positive that says, look, I've shown I can do this in other areas, right? Alcohol is just another area in my life. You'll have plenty of evidence that you're competent and capable because I do not want you to look at this list of how you see yourself when it comes to self-belief, and then use it to judge and sort of thrash yourself as to well, no wonder I can't achieve anything. Look at this. This is sort of like doing an honest, you know, an honest assessment for ourselves. Come face to face with the things that we might be hiding, whether that's uh, ways we show up in a positive way when it comes to self-belief, or in a way that you know needs a little bit of improvement. So the reasons why so many of us don't have Uh, Self belief really comes down to two main areas I see. So, firstly, it's trust. We don't trust ourselves. Rather than doing what we say we'll do, we consistently let ourselves down instead. We don't spend a lot of time thinking highly of ourselves, and that becomes a habit. And we talk down to ourselves. Then we might say things that, like, oh, think, pretend that we're being playful, right? And it's all a big joke. Right? Trust me to always be the one to say yes for drink when I swore blind, I wouldn't. Go on and give me the glass. But even if we say this in a jovial man- manner, these things matter. And then what happens over time, repeat this enough, and this behaviour becomes in a weird way almost acceptable, Because our opinion of ourselves is already very low and then we kind of give ourselves a bit more of a battering. So then we reduce our opinion of ourselves and, you know, we get further and further away from trust in that situation. Worse, perhaps, and this is the second um, way that many of us, reason why many of us don't have self-belief is we feel out of control. We're always questioning our ability because we have to do it perfectly or we're going to feel negative emotion. I see that a lot, right? This perfectionist tendencies. Our brains are programmed to see what's wrong. So that's what it's always going to be looking for. right? It finds negative thoughts that create negative emotions and that's the opposite to having belief in yourself. Now, we don't want to feel any negative emotions. So what we end up doing is instead of sort of going face to face with it, we hide from them and we avoid them. And the more you do that, the more out of control you're going to feel. Think about this with your finances. If you never look at a bank statement right, and you, you don't know if you've got enough money in the account to pay for something, I mean, that's, that's a level of anxiety that comes from um, feeling out of control with what's going on. And in these situations, what's happening is that we don't understand how to manage our minds and we don't understand how we each have ultimate control over our feelings and over the actions that we take. So let's take a look now at ways to grow your self-belief. My recommendation is that you start with baby steps. Start with something small, but that you can absolutely honour. So for instance easy example to understand if you want to get fit now maybe you can't trust yourself to go running every day but you can trust yourself to go running once a week right once a week is probably something you can sell yourself on and maybe you're writing a book and you can't trust yourself to set aside time for it every day but you probably can every week or Let's say that you're writing that book and you can't trust yourself to write a chapter in a month, but you could probably trust yourself to write a page in a week or a page in a month. All right? Starting a business, perhaps you can't trust yourself to show up on social media every day, but perhaps you can three times a week. And this is what I recommend in changing your drinking too. Especially at the start, it's about creating drink plans that you are willing to drink, that you know you can drink not what you think you should drink. The minute we start shoulding ourselves, right? Should do this, should do that, should be able to do this, should be able to do that. That's when we get into actually the opposite of self-belief. That's when we're using judgment uh, to basically whip ourselves as why why we haven't been able to achieve what we want to before. And the other thing that happens when you take this in baby steps is you really give yourself a break. You're going to get nowhere nowhere by throwing something hard at yourself something impossible so this is why one of my big gripes is when people are trying to change their drinking they might have been drinking you know every day or three or four times a week doesn't matter regularly let's say for the last 10 years and then all of a sudden they're going to go alcohol free from one day to the next and wonder why they can't do it right um lots of reasons why that will happen but again you get nowhere by throwing something hard at yourself, something really, really hard. I mean, the, the, beyond a the challenge that you can talk yourself into. Because when it gets hard, you're, then when you don't achieve it, as you're unlikely to, and you will feel like you're breaking your word to yourself, and that then leads to more self-flagellation and less self-belief. And where has that got you, I would argue as well. For all you people out there saying, no, 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 I need to talk tough to myself it really helps you know really helps me to keep the on the straight and narrow where has that got yourself what got you like you're listening to this podcast which is great but clearly you haven't achieved your goals right so start with baby steps not as sexy it's not as exciting to either to tell yourself or to uh, tell other people but it's much more likely to get you to where you want to go and that's what this is all about And you'll enjoy the journey more as well. Another way to grow self-belief, and this is a really cool one, is to switch from being past-focused to future-focused. And this isn't just the case of, you know, looking at the future version of yourself and anticipating and imagining and fully visualising that life. That's a piece of it, but that's not what I want to talk about today. People, again, with self-belief are future-focused. What that means is they don't rate or base their sense of self-belief on what they've achieved in the past. If you did, were, were to do that, were to take that past folk-based uh, approach, yeah, you might be successful at something. Let's take something in your life that you've achieved, but you're only then going to be repeating it. You won't be giving yourself an opportunity to improve it. And when it comes to drinking, repeating what you've done in the past hasn't got you to where you want to be right? So I will offer it's not a great approach. Now, let's look at people who really, quote unquote, think outside the box, like inventors and leaders who disrupt markets. Think about Dyson vacuum cleaners. And for those of you not in the UK, I don't know how international Dyson is, it's a completely different technology vacuum pump thing for hoovers, for for vacuum cleaners. Now, the way that came about was they looked at the problem of dirty houses in a completely different way. They weren't hampered by or didn't even base their ideas on what had gone before. They came out with a completely different product. Future-focused people rely on being able to create this future, the future from themselves, the evidence, by trying something new, failing and figuring out how to learn from it so you look forward not back as to what you believe that you can achieve so when it comes to coaching what we'll do is we'll be sitting we'll we'll create goals for you to achieve that that you want to achieve in that week and we're not going to be basing it on what you've always been able to do we're going to be stretching it we're going to be stretching it a little bit remember just now the baby steps but we're going to be stretching it looking forward we're not going to feel constrained by all the evidence that you have as to why you're not able to do this right it's very very different sensation now there are going to be times however positive you are about something uh when you know you sort of feel a bit stuck or you hit a bit of a blip and here's a great tip for that to pump yourself up if you find yourself in that situation say these words to yourself i know i'll figure it out Either that or the one that used to work for me and actually still works for me in other areas of my life is I back myself to figure this out. Being willing to keep going, taking massive action, failing, learning, that will get you to where you want to be. I like to always often think about this when it comes to, um, you know, people often say they feel that they need to be able to have natural talent, let's say, to do something. Or, you know, some people are just born with an X factor and just makes it easier for them. And I like to think about this sort of sense of self-belief when it comes to singers, right? Now, there are very many successful singers out there. I appreciate this as a matter of taste and perspective, but in my view, there are a number of successful singers out there who probably shouldn't be successful singers in terms of making a living out of it. Now, I would argue there are some people out there who just plain can't sing, right? But those people, hats off to them because they have the self-belief and they trust themselves and they went out there and they made it work. And they work each day on improving whatever, even if it's not very much, whatever talent they do have and they make it happen, right? These are people who aren't gonna sit around saying, well, I'd like to be a singer, but oh well, I don't have the talent, so that's that. Now these people may even get more rejections than somebody who's naturally talented but they have the mindset to not give up. You may have heard of the saying, it takes 30 years to be an overnight success. Well, success can look like it comes easily to some people, but the success only comes after you create the self-belief that you can do it. And the more baby steps you take and you succeed and you commit to those, the more you'll be pumping up your self-belief as you go. This is how you get to set and hit even bigger goals Because otherwise we'd only just go around repeating what we've already achieved before. Now, when it comes to changing your drinking habit, by working with me, I'll be supporting you through the process. The way I approach this with my clients is that you will learn how to show up and make decisions as if you were the person you want to be. And I believe that's really the only way to create them. And the first step of taking action towards the thing you want to create is to believe that the result is guaranteed and the way you show up to allow yourself to move through an obstacle regardless of what it is. And together we're going to create a mindset and a self-concept where you just overcome everything that comes in your way. You're going to solve all the problems, you're going to get what you want. But throughout the process, right, whether you do this by working with a coach or go it alone, I'll figure it out, I back myself to figure it out, is a good thing to be telling yourself. Now, the next point, the reason how to uh, build your sense of self-relief is to learn how to handle any emotion. With self-belief, you can do this. You can handle any emotion, including all the ones that most people would choose to run a mile from, such as fear, humiliation, and embarrassment. Because really, you see, the self-belief comes from knowing that if you fail, you're going to be okay. You've got your own back. It's all right to be feel embarrassed you're there for you you're going to take care of yourself and this is where true trust comes from now what i want to offer is that self-belief doesn't come from believing you can do something hard right whether that's to give a speech at a a big meeting go to a wedding and not have a drink Uh, whether it means to say yes to a marriage proposal right doing something hard or challenging isn't where self-belief comes from but it comes from knowing that if you fail at what you're doing, you will be okay. The more you do this, then the easier it becomes. The more you trust yourself and you've got your own back, whatever happens, the more willing you are going to be to take action and keep moving forward. Right? The more you do this, the more you learn to rely on yourself and not on external evidence. Now, just take a look at someone who exhibit self-belief. Think of somebody in your own life who you think, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that they've really got it going. Right, These people, they don't mind, at least people I know, they don't mind admitting when they don't know how to do something, whether they don't have an answer for something or they don't really have a problem if they're going to fail. They'll think that's to be expected. It's part of the learning Some of them, some people with huge self-belief take it a step further and really thrive on this and actually see failure not as just a learning experience, but really something to push them through beyond their sense of comfort, right? They really want to see what they're capable of because failing doesn't define them. Now, I'm not suggesting you need to go to that extreme degree, but just this sense of knowing that If you're willing to feel the embarrassment, you're willing to feel whatever it is that comes up, there is nothing you won't be willing to do. You won't be afraid of feeling. And fourth, practice. Now, self-belief isn't something you're born with or not. I just want to dispel that right from the beginning. It's easy to look around and see people walking around who ooze self-belief. You probably all know them. And you might find yourself thinking, how do they do that? But the fact is that self-belief isn't some innate skill that some have, but which is denied to others. It's really just practiced. When you have more self-belief, you'll set more goals. You'll take more action. You'll take more risks. You'll talk to more people. You'll see into your future. you'll, You'll gauge that you're capable of more. And for me, at least, the killer reason this was really the thing that got me going with the drinking and I have since used in other areas of my life. You're going to believe beyond your current capability and capacity and this really does affect all areas of your life and it's interesting I think it's really curious that we we do this a lot as children and we kind of write it off as you're being a child but we just think about this logically this is what we do. Now, one of my sons, when he was about eight, I think, had this project plan where he was going to build this huge structure. In fact, it was the Doctor Who TARDIS, right? Now, at the time, he didn't have the skills to do it at all, but he had the vision. He wrote a plan. We had all the detailed drawing. well, for him, detailed drawings and so on. But the, the thing I want to stress here is that the lack of skills seemed completely irrelevant to him. He 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 was he just had his eyes fixed on making this TARDIS. That was the only thing that mattered. It didn't matter that he didn't have a saw, he didn't have the wood, he didn't have this, he didn't have that, right? He was just going to, you know, we asked him, but he was just going to figure it out as he went along, right? What did I say just now? I'll figure it out. And this is something we tend to grow out of because we tend to become more realistic. Such a horrible word. We We tend to tone things down. But somebody with self-belief is going to live into that future. Now, to continue with my son building this structure example, he would, to build into the future, he would teach himself the skills to learn how to do it, right? Because the belief and the vision is so strong. In fact, he went on to develop a lot of the skills although so the TARDIS is yet to be forthcoming. But that's kind of almost besides the point it's it's about the way we think about this. So for sure, self-belief takes practice. You have to practice being certain about yourself. You have to practice being certain how wonderful you are. And I don't mean this in a nasty, narcissistic way that uh, you're great, it means everybody else isn't. But it's a case of saying, yeah, hey girl, look what you're capable of. Just, just celebrate yourself. Because the more action you take, right, the more you can get yourself in a position where you're willing to take this action and be future focused, the more capability you will create. You will learn what doesn't work. You will learn what works. If you aren't taking action because you're scared, if you aren't taking action because you don't trust your follow through, if you aren't taking action because this, you, you don't want to feel embarrassed in front of everybody if they see how much you failed, you, my friend, are failing ahead of time by doing nothing and trying to stay comfortable. Not only are you not moving forward, you're not even actually staying happy where you are, right? Because it's discomfort, it's uncomfortable where you are, just trying to maintain that level of comfort. So while both are technically failing, right, if you try something and it doesn't work or you don't try something and you're stuck where you are, at least by taking action, you're gonna start to get somewhere, right? Somewhere you'll be, branching out your self-belief is going to increase you will say things like i never knew i was capable of that who knew who knew i could do that and you're going to start to get to where you want to be you'll be making those baby steps there by taking action and growing your self-belief as you go there isn't going to be this sort of boom one, one day, you know, you're, you're full of all this self-belief. It doesn't come sort of like a present from the skies. You're going to be building it as you go. Whereas if you do nothing, if you do nothing about your drinking, if you do nothing about getting the promotion you need, if you do nothing about whatever it is, you're guaranteed to fail because you're going to stay where you started. Think of it this way. If you set yourself a goal, so you're listening to this podcast, you've set yourself a goal of changing how you drink and you might be very specific about it or you might just be exploring what that means. Either way, you want to grow, you know, or you should expect it's going to be uncomfortable because if it wasn't, you'd have probably achieved it and done it already. Right. But it's uncomfortable staying where you are. So why not? Why not indeed? Now final word here on arrogance. This sometimes comes up when we're talking about self-belief. Is is if self-belief is trusting yourself to to be good, to be capable, to you know to do what you need to do, you'll follow through and so on. Does too much of this create arrogance? I get asked that a fair bit. Now arrogance, I think, is thinking you're better than someone else, and then you try and you go ahead and you try and prove it. Arrogance, in fact, actually I think comes from a place of creating false self-belief by trying to put others down, right? You try to get a higher opinion of yourself by comparing, but instead of building yourself up, you put the other person down. And when you have self-belief, it doesn't require you to put anyone down. You understand that all humans are capable. All humans are fantastic, But arrogance is based on fear and not on self-belief. Arrogant people compensate for their lack of self-belief by trying to make themselves better in their own mind than someone else. So if you're worried about someone else thinking you're arrogant, well, consider this. They're going to think whatever they like, whatever you do. right? If someone's going to hate you for trying, there's nothing you can do to stop it. They can hate you for trying or they can hate you for not trying, right? So you may as well not concern yourself with them, but concern yourself with you. Right, in summary, here are the five steps to help you get more self-belief. Firstly, grow your trust in yourself through taking baby steps. Second, switch to being future-focused. Don't gauge yourself based on what you've already done in your past. Start working on your vision and moving towards it. Three, have the phrase, I know I'll figure it out, there with you to help you get through the tricky times. Four, be ready to feel any emotion. And five, practice. Practice makes efficient. Remember, that was a previous podcast we've done. Okay, that is it for this week. Lots to think about there. Tips and techniques go back through. Make notes. Get working on your self-belief and it would be great if you love what you're learning on the podcast if you would share this share this with someone you love today a friend a family member perhaps even a colleague someone who you think this would help in the meantime you can reach me on anna at 90dayslater.co and i'll see you next week if you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol let's talk I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.